screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Welcome back to the Eric Hammack Beck covering the 2004 Disney hockey movie, Miracle, the final episode of the season during the Olympic Games. I'm Blake, and I have a big-time team here to finish off the run. I couldn't just do it with two people. We have three guests here today. First of all, my good luck charm, who's been on pretty much every show I've done for the last, like, four years. So I had to make sure she was here. It is Tierney, Steele Callahan. Tierney, how you doing? <laughs> you do a hockey podcast, I will show up, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're my good luck charm here. So I had to, you had to be here sometime this season. Um, then we have one of my oldest friends, for those who don't know. I've known him for over 20 years and um, been all over the place. It is Mike Donovan. Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I I think this is like our fourth or fourth show that you've had me on also so you've been on clerks minute too you're on clerks minute too so yeah. you're all over yep. the place you've been, all, you've been all over my shows you've been everywhere exactly. <laughs> you do everything with my stuff and um no sorry i don't have your steam song here today for this i'm sorry i don't have your steam song uh, for the show <laughs> and, next credit and um let's bring on someone someone who is currently wearing a hockey jersey which i'm very happy to see <laughs> even though i'm a devil's fan it's still nice to see um let's bring on the international women of mystery Joni power Joni, how you doing hi um yes i am wearing a new york islanders jersey because that's my team i have my away one or my other one behind me so see, it's funny because i'm the devil's fan. we got a penguin stand in mike so i would just like to point out I also am wearing a hockey jersey. Hey, <laughs> it's just a college. It's just college. I'm, wearing my, I'm wearing my Team USA shirt <laughs> over yes. the season. So. <laughs> we all it's came entirely, on theme. Yeah, we came on the. It is entirely possible I first saw this movie in theaters wearing this shirt. So, <laughs> Well, you know what? We'll start there. I, I always ask people history with this team, history with this movie. But Tierney, I'll start with you. History with the movie and history with the 1980 team at all. Do you know anything about the team before the movie? Well, okay. So before the movie, no, I mean, I knew that do you believe in miracles and hockey? It was the thing. I had an uncle who was obsessed with hockey. So it was, oh, it was there in the zeitgeist. Uh, but the big thing is uh, I debated how much to share, but I'll just say this. So when this movie came out, I was dating someone who had played hockey in high school. I don't know if he was good enough to play in college because his knee was destroyed by the time I met him. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> Like once I was like, would it be fun to go skiing together? And he's like, I'm now in pain just thinking about skiing. So no, we will never go skiing together. Uh, yeah, he's the one who halfway through, uh, no, after this movie, I was talking about like the suicide scene in uh, Norway, Sweden. Why am I blanking on which one? It had to be Nor Norway. Uh, Norway, um, Norway. And he <sighs> said, oh yeah, our coach used to put out trash barrels for us to puke into during practice. And I'm like, in- <sighs> High school? <laughs> High oh school God. hockey team. 
Uh, so yeah, he definitely was like, we're going and seeing this movie. And he's also the one who got me watching on Fridays when you go to UConn, Hockey East is on every Friday when you're like getting ready to go out. And so that had become my go-to routine. And so this movie just hit perfectly for me to be obsessed with. And then years later, when I didn't really think about it anymore, I went and worked at Boston University. So I got wow. obsessed all over again. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Mike, I've been in next. the same. Oh, sorry. I just want to say I've been in the same nice. room as Mike Ruzioni, but it was a very large room. <laughs> and you know what? You probably had to pay to talk to him anyway. So you're all good. <laughs> I saw Mike, him. He was ahead. about this big. <laughs> well, you didn't even have to mention it was a large room. You could have just said you've been in the same room. It sounds way more impressive. Honestly, it's, it's still accurate. So, true. Anywho, um, as, as shameful as it is to almost like admit as a like lifelong hockey fan, I didn't actually wind up watching the movie Miracle until I got until it was on Disney Plus. Whoa! So really? I, I, didn't know I, like late, I did not know I that. I did not know that. I am I am very thoroughly like knowledgeable of the history, except Hold for about Mike. We were friends. Right. When we came out. How did we not see it together? How did that happen? Like, how did we not? I started with Sarah. How did I not see it with you? Like, I don't know, actually. <laughs> how well, did that happen? You like, with Sarah, so. That's weird. Like, how did that happen? Anyway, back to you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. No, I, like I said, it's a it's a shameful part of, of my uh, hockey fandom. Uh, uh, I didn't see it for like years. I mean, obviously, I, I know of the history. Um, actually for the longest time, and I'm sure I'm not alone on this for the longest time, I thought when we beat Russia and they, you know, the 1980 Olympics, I thought that was the gold medal game for years. How much <laughs> talked about. I thought for years that it was the gold medal game until I found out, Oh wait, they beat, I think it was Sweden. Finland. Finland. Um, Finland. I knew it was either Finland or Sweden because I did a paper on it in college. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> for um for prof for like uh professional speaking and I did a um it was a paper on basically why why is it so important if it wasn't even the gold medal game and I defended of course why it was important. Of course, still yeah, one of the of most course. important for a United States hockey ever just about or really the birth of it, I feel like. That's true. That's true. Joni, go to you. Um, let's see. I, my school, I, I grew up in a really small, like Kentucky town. So like one, we didn't have hockey Two, uh, my school happened to really, really love to show sports movies. Like when you had a sub or like when they didn't know what to do with like time, they're like, let's watch sports movies. So we watched everything <laughs> from like radio to like, remember the Titans to like miracle like all of that anything that would hype you up and give you like the good sports feels because regardless of us being a small town we were huge into sports um so that's the first time I watched it was like in school and I honestly hadn't seen it again until you were like hey do you want to do this and I was like heck yeah I like hockey let's do this <laughs> so I watched it on Disney plus again and I watched it again today at least like the, the parts that we're covering again. Um, and I love that this is like a weird side caveat. Um, my cats really like to watch hockey with me, especially Zeus, not the one that's sitting here with me, but like Zeus gets really into it. So we were, I find, I found <laughs> out when it was a Stanley cup playoffs 
the this last one, of course, like go Isles. So I right. had a ritual like of watching the games, and I he would just like be laser focused on the game the entire time, and I was like, oh this is gosh. something new I did not know. And so if there's hockey on TV, like the games that it it started up again, he like will sit on the floor and just stare up and watch hockey with me all evening. It's wonderful. I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. I actually. Honestly, you don't, I didn't know you were such a hockey person, but I saw you posting about the Islander during the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. like, that's why I reached out to you because I saw you posting about the Islander. How do you get to hockey if you're living in Kentucky? Um, <laughs> I so back then, my dad would always try to get me into like every sport ever. Like I'm into baseball kind of ish now, and like he would like turn over in his grave, like knowing that I like baseball now. Um, cause he was a little league coach. He tried to get me into it for years. Same thing with hockey. We would try to get tickets to like, uh, minor league games that were like literally like three hours away and stuff, because there was not a team even remotely close to us. The closest were like in Ohio. So I'm just happy that I'm finally getting into the sports that he like slowly tried to like indoctrinate me into, I guess. But yeah, I have a non-traditional, that sort of Midwestern team. Like I, why would I like these people? But I do, I love them so much. <laughs> you know what? Don't ever feel bad about that because I grew up a Devils fan, obviously. My best friend at the time was a Devils fan. And for some reason, I've been a Penguins fan. So don't feel bad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Never lived in Pittsburgh. Exactly. <laughs> I know you've been to games, but they're a little Pittsburgh. So there you go. I, I have been there, but I don't live there. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, let's get into the movie itself. When we last left you, we were getting into the third period of hockey. And when I was heading out the minutes for this, I'm like, the third period's got to be a whole episode by itself. It has to be. Like, there's like no other way of putting this. And so I know that um, last episode, Sean and Dave are ready to get into the third period. I'm like, no, we have to stop. And that's the next episode. So Not here we you. are. Yeah, getting into the third period of play. And I got to admit, I've been talking about this all the time. And Joni, you were saying, hey, your cat's got into watching the games in this movie. It's mainly because, and then a lot of people don't realize that these are legit like hockey players that just learn how to act in this movie, which is why the hockey scenes are so fantastic mm-hmm. in this movie. So as we get into the third period, we continue on. But this is the third period where now they have to like concentrate on the moments. We have moments that we have to hit. We have to do the moments and we have to do this. But the crowd here is amazing. Like, this crowd is insane. And I'm so glad they did this. They showed the crowd. Because the crowd is, makes this whole period what it is. Which I love. But, with getting to the game itself, third period of play, one of the most important periods of USA hockey history. Like, it's not even a question how important this period of hockey is. And so, Tierney, going into the third period of this game in the movie, I know you have notes. I know you. Go for it. <laughs> you're gonna kill me i i don't have written notes i have thought notes though Uh, Mm -hmm. one thing that i thought perfectly for your show is how well miracle dovetails after d3 (laughs) we have seen we have seen little kid hockey we have seen still little kid but international (laughs) hockey we have seen college but they're pretending it's boarding school for some reason hockey and now we get amateur hockey <laughs> the olympics and it so is there's um one of the characters earlier when it's like what are you doing here he's like i just want to play i just want a chance to play more and that right. and then and he air in this section we're gonna get herb talking about how these are the real dream teams because this is it 
for a lot of these folks. Like this is as far, you know, unless they get drafted that when they're fine, you know, these guys are fine, but most people at this age played college hockey and then graduate. And that's, that's the end of it. So this is a real, like for a lot of these guys, this could have been it. You know, this is the last goal of, Another another sports movie that gives you the sports feels Rudy when they say like oh that was probably the last practice you ever did but then but then he goes because uh, it's Rudy um, but yeah it's that's not the vibe of this section but the movie overall I thought really fit in well with this little podcasting empire you've built. <laughs> I, I, I did not think about it that way, Charity. Thank you for that. Um, you mentioned Herb, and we zoomed in on Herb, who actually says, "Here's the crowd." You're going USA, USA, USA. Which, by the way, I find out this is the first time that chant ever happened with at this game. Apparently, during this one, was the first time a USA chant ever happened at hockey at sport events. Was during their the fault. Miracle Run. Yeah, oh. Miracle Run. I read, that, I, I read that in a couple of books. That this is actually the first time it's ever happened. So that's, this is like, wow, it's crazy when you think about it. And he said, that's what you've done. Which is, give me chills every time I hear that line. Like, but it's crazy how this chant started here. Like, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere we go. But it never happened at a sporting event before then. Um, Joni, I'll throw it to you. Any thoughts as we get into this third period? Oh, definitely, like, the the chant, like, just wells up in you. Like, I, what is it? Like, everybody is pretty met right now with, like, how that feels in the world about, like, politics and right everything but as soon as there's like the olympics roll around like all of that fades away and you just have this undying like i want to win for us and like i i feel that even deeper like watching this because like i know that you've seen it a million times and like you can watch it a million times but you still get hyped you're like yes 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 do it do it do it i don't know what's going to happen next like i'm going to chant too like I, it's a great moment in the movie and it kind of like hypes you up for like what's to come after. And it reminded me of like how hyped I get during hockey season of like screaming at my TV or like jumping up and down, like, because you're in it, it makes you feel like you're in an actual game and not in a movie. That's very true. It's very true. I remember this, not the first time I turned in the theater, but the second time I, I tried to say the movie this year was twice. The second time I started in the theater, it's, the crowd, the audience, I was actually started chanting, like, in the middle of this. I'm like, what is going on in here? Like, this is so weird. Like, what is that? We're in a movie theater. What's happening in here? <laughs> it's a weird moment. Oh, my God. I think we're going to jump in. Uh, well, I mean, I, I definitely have to agree. I mean, it's it's like we, we as a nation all have, like, our problems, our disagreements, and it's just something like that that kind of, like, brings everyone back together like under you know a common flag a common purpose um one other thing one way one thing that i also looked at was the fact of like the crowd cheering because of everything going on with covid where all these sporting events even hockey games and the playoffs Mm -hmm. the year of covid and then of course a lot of last year where we didn't have a lot of fans and it's almost like being able to like watch that movie almost like remind you what being a, a fan at a sporting event is like really all about so that that's what i took away from it was just remembering how many fanless games we've had in the last yeah uh, it's like i oh that's the biggest thing that i looked at when the playoffs were happening like you could actually hear some of the fans for the first time in a long time and like all the player chants that like get you really hyped up and 
it made me jealous that everybody was at the game and I wasn't. <laughs> um, but it just it that's part of hockey. That's part of sporting events. And like to take that out kind of like clips it at the knee a little bit. And it like I'm sure it does for the players too. It like makes them less motivated and less like hyped to be there too. Oh, I, I can agree with that. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, see, I'm the opposite. Well, I'm not the opposite. I'm really glad we're getting back to fans and stands. Um, and I absolutely, when they show that first shot of them all going into the Colorado Springs facility, I was like, there are so many people in this room. They're so close together. Um, but by, by, by this point in the movie, I'd gotten over that. But my big thing was I loved when they first started showing the baseball games with no fans and you could hear players like yelling at each other across the field or like, you know, someone's wife and you'd hear like their kids yelling because there's only like 10 people in the stadium. I love those moments. And I felt like, um, I, I don't know, there's just a, a different feel to it, but I totally get what you're saying where these big moments. And I also am a weird in that I really like that this movie, first of all, didn't shy away from, Hey, it's not the gold medal game. We've got more to go. And also the miracle shot is not the end of the game. No, it's not. The movie does mm-hmm. so good. Those last few minutes are so freaking tense. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's almost the opposite. Instead of the chant, you get the silence where you're like, nobody breathe. <laughs> I'm going to two things following up. Number one, I actually went to a preseason hockey game. There was a small group of us. There was maybe, maybe 150 of us there. Maybe 150 of us there. But it was nice to be around people again. It had been a very first hockey game in almost two years. And it just felt nice to be around people again. But you guys talk about uncomfortable silences. Diehard wrestling fan over here. You, you talk about watching like baseball without sound and watching um, hockey without sound. At least by then we had some kind of background noise. Three weeks into the pandemic, WrestleMania happened at the Performance Center with no crowd. They should have postponed that. WrestleMania they tried is not to. anything they without. Tried. Trust me, I know. But the crazy part is the second, with a two-night event, and the second night, the first match are the women's match. And the women's match, it was like a 35-minute match. It was a great wrestling match. I'm not going to lie, great wrestling match. But that's the point. Because it was a women's match, and there's no sound, except for the announcers and them. And all we hear is them screaming and yelling and moaning. And at one point, um, my, well, Sal, it's like a top show, he texts me. He's like, I hope my neighbors don't think I'm watching porn right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. That's how ridiculous it was getting. Like, it was so uncomfortable on certain points of that. So trust me, after that experience that weekend, I, I'm happy to hand you back. <laughs> I can get us back to hockey, though. My college roommate, um, my, my last year, my college roommate was one of nine kids. All of them played hockey. And wow. she was a Bruins fan, and we got Nesson. So um, she would watch the games, and we would be like, oh, Lex is making her sex noises again. Because it was just like, <gasps> And it was like, <laughs> you've got to calm down. It's like, this game is not even that important in the grand scheme of things. That's funny. Because sometimes, like, if someone was studying, she's like, oh, I'll put on my headphones. And I'm like, nope, that will 100% make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That's very, very funny. <sighs> so, me, actually, the fun part is, you're, the fun part about this whole scene is, I remember, I forgot what movie I was watching. Maybe it was on like Titanic Minute or something. I forgot what podcast I was listening to. And they said, going into this movie, you know the finish. You know how it's going to end. You're not, you know, you're exactly how this is going to end. It's the thing with the true story. But for some reason, if it's well written and well done, you don't care that you know the ending because you're into it anyway. 
You don't care. And that's how this whole thing is. You know how it's going to end. We all do. It's not a secret. Yet, I think the same thing. Oh, it was on the it was on the contract for 1776. It's the same thing on there. You know how this is going to end. Yeah, by the end of it all, like, really? That's it. Really? The three days before they still have to sign the declaration. They're like, wait, come on, get there. Let's go. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same mentality. So that's how I feel when I watch this. I'm like, I know how this is going to end. Yeah, I'm still into it. And I want this a thousand times and I'm still into it. <laughs> but yeah, that is crazy. Um, a quick note I've been commenting about throughout this entire run. I don't have it up in front of me today because it wasn't important for these minutes. But I found the old scorecards from 1980. The original, like, written out scorecards. It's crazy to look at these scorecards. And they're typed up on, like, a typewriter. But then, in pencil marks, you have, like, power play. Power play. Mm-hmm. Penalty. Like, all these random notes. And, and then we have a power play goal here. And that was literally penciled in power play goal on this old school, like, 1980 typewriter sheet. <laughs> it was one of the weirdest things looking at these old notes that I was finding for this. But we get into this. And what I love about the, by, by the way, this kind of coming up in an episode. And um, last episode, actually. And the goal celebrations in here are legit how it went down, where they clear the bench and they jump on the players. That's how it went down in 1980. I don't know why it was allowed to happen. I have no My idea first thought was... when they cleared the bench was, no, get off the ice! <laughs> yeah. oh, one thing I forgot to mention is I have the DVD of the original game. I have it. I have watched it. I want to watch it once, but I have watched this game. And I thought it was part of the movie. I didn't know it was real. So I'm watching this spirit. and I'm like, what? They really cleared the benches? Like, this really happened? <laughs> so bizarre. And the oh. spirit we, the spirit we came up with the last episode was the referee is American. So they're letting it slide. <laughs> that was our theory. <laughs> this um, this is the best period for what's-his-face's a cough's eyebrows. They're full oh of secrets. Gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. God. When he starts playing with them, when he's worried, I almost <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I'm a big eyebrows person too. And I was just like, this, it, there's just, just, just like, hold on to them. Like, don't pluck them out in anxiety. Like, they're so good. Like, please don't mess with them. <laughs> just mentioning it makes me like paranoid about my own (laughs) you're like wait i have good eyebrows listen they'll make or break your face i've been on many a podcast to say that and i will say it here too (laughs) see i'm the opposite where i I swear they're there they're blonde so you can't but so maybe that's why i noticed these things but yes his his are their own character yeah that's free and um have you talked on this show about uh noah emmerich and how he then went on to be Stan Beeman in the Americans. So in my mind, he is Mr. Cold War era. I always feel so weird recommending the Americans because it's one of the best television series I've ever seen, but it is so dark. Like, please don't think I'm a psychopath for telling you to watch the show. I know it's dark. Okay. But it's we're, really we're good. recording Tierney, we're recording this when right after Squid Games came out. I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're good when it comes to people being psychopaths watching shows. And it's just, <laughs> it, it always made me feel really weird to be like, you gotta watch this show. It's so good and awful, but good. <laughs> Sound like people that watch like Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. I was like, it's crazy. It's nuts. There's a lot of shit going on, but 
it's a great show. <laughs> it's a great show. Yeah. Well, it's great. So there is a, a U2 needle drop in the series finale of The Americans that still like months later I was walking in the grocery store and that song came on over the music and I burst into tears in the middle of the aisle in the grocery store oh my God. It was that good wow <laughs> and yeah Noah Emmerich owns it he's so he's excellent in that and so seeing him here I'm like but you're so little <laughs> so, <young." laughs> so innocent wait till later on in your life in your career yeah. <laughs> um so I just want to jump ahead to Michael Rizzoni's goal. This moment is epic. It's fantastic. And I was like, I was doing some research on the, the end of the movie where they show like, uh, like where they are now, because now obviously it's been years since the movie came out. So I wanted to get updated. And apparently this actually was voted as the best moment in sports history in the 20th century. This goal. Wow. Not the win, the goal. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, <laughs> So that's incredible, especially because the whole movie, it was tracking on whether he's even going to make the team. And then he is making, not even the captain, but he is the goal scorer that, that, is, that takes the lead four to three with 10 minutes to go in the period. You can't write that. Like, you can't write that. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, it yeah. shows you how important defense is. Mm-hmm. We yes. all learned something, Charlie. Back <laughs> 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 to my last franchise. <laughs> Um, I, so I was saying this a lot during the, during the early pandemic because I worked in a hospital. I got into Audible, a lot of audiobooks, and there was a whole bunch of books written by people on this team. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do this movie eventually. This is before D3 and everything. But I'm like, I know this is my next movie. So I'm going to start listening to these books. And they all start talking about these last 10 minutes being the most stressful 10 minutes of their entire lives. Like, <laughs> every single book, every single one I've read, Amy Ruzioni's book, which by the way, it's fantastic by the way, but it's one of those, this is the most stressful 10 minutes of their lives, like period. And they've had kids and they've had other kids go on, but this is the most stressful 10 minutes ever. <laughs> so the fact that you can't rate the fact that there's 10 minutes left in the game, by the way, when he scores and they hold the lead. Like that's not something you, you write that in a script. They're like, that's not possible. That's not a thing, but no, it's really, it's legitimately how this game goes. Aye, yay. Um, so we continue on here. We get into this these last 10 minutes. And this crowd, I'm so glad they filmed this crowd the way they did. But they are ridiculously loud. <laughs> ridiculous. Like, it, I, the fact that it's only, like, then they filmed it, it was only, like, a quarter size of the crowd we see on this show. There's only, like, a quarter of the people there. And they multiplied it in, in post. It says a lot to me how they pulled this off. Like, it's, it's crazy to me how they did this. So... You have 10 minutes left, and I love the fact that now the Russian team has to actually, you know, figure out how to play from behind, mm-hmm. which is weird, which is bizarre to watch. And my favorite part is, you know, and I'm like, and I'm watching this right here, him coaching on the bench is my favorite part of this entire thing, because he's, like, screaming and yelling, he's jumping around, <laughs> he's, like, over-exaggerating everything. <laughs> like, it was so entertaining to watch him on the bench during this. <laughs> so... Um, you know, any thoughts would be continue on in this third period. Um, everyone talk, go ahead. <laughs> Very cool. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. So we continue on. I, what I like about this is that they have everything here. But the funny part was they actually pay off the weird sprint thing from earlier. That weird sprint thing, all the sprinting we do earlier, because they needed it for cardio for this moment right here. Like they paid that off, which again, you can't write that because that actually happened. 
which is crazy to me. But all this is really legitimately how this worked. So we continue on and we finish up. And so this has been brought up a lot. Did that um people people keep asking me about the commentary, commentary on these games. Mm-hmm. And did we did um Al Michaels come in and is this the actual game audio? He came in and redid the entire game. Hmm. He came in and came in the booth, did the entire game again, except for the miracle call. Except for that call. Because his words on the actual DVD said, there's no way to re- reenact that emotion. No, it has to be <laughs> raw. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you notice, and it got brought up in the last episode, I think by Dave, that you can hear the audio change. It's the only time you hear the audio change is when the call happens. The Deeply Miracles call. And the, I, every time I get it, I hear that call now, I still get chills. Like, it's just like the emotion in his voice. The legendary Al Michaels is doing this emotion. Okay, quick fact. Did you know Al Michaels was traded to NBC from ABC before the, during the Olympic Games, like about, uh, about eight years ago? Because NBC wanted Al Michaels for the Olympics, but he's under ABC contract. So they made a trade with ABC, Disney, because because um, Universal owned um, Oz of the Lucky Rabbit. So they traded. You know, they traded, they traded a back. character for a commentator. We love <laughs> it. That is legitimately what happened. I read, I read that story. Beautiful. Like, that can't be a real story. I looked it up and I was like, wow, that really happened. They made a trade. <laughs> and that's how that. Michaels is doing Olympic hockey on NBC. Yeah, but, even though but NBC, is, NBC is doing something because they want like a really trusted commentator. Somebody who's like in household names because of this movie and because of that game. That they don't yeah, trust but, anybody else to commentate, which is kind of uh, good for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a solid career for the rest of his life. <laughs> that yeah, was my other chill. Yeah, yeah, that was my other yeah. chills moment in this movie was when the Olympic theme started, and I was just like, oh, my heart yes. starts like pounding in time with it every time. <laughs> um, I know that like when um Mike Emmerich retired last year mm-hmm. after the 2019-2020 season. And it was emotional for a lot of people because I, I grew up with Mike Emmerich, so I, it was sad for me. But he went and said, it wouldn't be myself without Al Michaels. And I'm like, that's hot price. It's from one of the best hockey announcers in the last 20 years said, I wouldn't be the person I am without Al Michaels. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so that is, so we, what I like about this whole thing is they show the agony of defeat on the Russian side, but they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like that's like how do you how do you react to losing when you never lose? Which I think the acting in here is fantastic for that because who knows how to do that emotion? Like as an emotion, you really don't understand. And mm-hmm. I think I don't know if they watch like the game film or something that like how do you like explain that to them? Like you have to act like you've never lost in your life and not know how to react to losing. <laughs> so I, I love that part here. Um, so. In the real world, this is a great story. I have to tell the story because it makes me laugh every time. Um, Herb is asked, what did you do after you won the, after the Miracle Game? In here, he looks for his wife and then goes to the back of her private moment. They had to write that into the movie because his exact words were, after the, after the game, I went to the back and took a dump. True story. His words, I swear to God, I was like, what? Disney, you cowards! Listen, <laughs> I cannot you, believe they said that. There was a lot of anxiety and stress going on. And what, what does your body do? It goes, let's hold that Taxes. in. And, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's hold it in. 
and then let it out. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that he said that. For him. <laughs> no, listen, the longest 10 minutes of his life, probably. Very, very stressful. And it's 20 years in the making for the guy, too. He's not advised. It's 20 years in the making. So. Holding it all in. <laughs> but no, at the same time, I, I like the video here instead, where they have him in the back, have a moment to himself, emotional to himself. It's, it's, it's a great moment. It's also a hero shot for what we at UConn had dubbed her pants, which then made a, like, Reddit, like, like suddenly those plaid pants were back for a little while. And so... We were like going through, flipping through the J Crew magazine, like her pants. <laughs> so, um, I, I told the story, but I'll tell it here anyway. Um, I don't know if anyone ever heard of there. They, there used to be these um the sports mag, the sports some um, flyer thing that used to come in the mail, and my wife, my parents described me to it. It was like pages of like sporting, sporting. I don't know what they called, but it was like individual pages, and you had a binder, and you put them in a binder, and you put them in order how you are. But it was like a different athlete every month, and you get them, and you have a whole thing. Well, the Miracle team has its own page. It's just a, it's the only team that had the page. Like everyone else individual. I still have it hanging in our room. Actually, I'm in my room by the bed. I still have the hanging next to my Miracle poster. And what's funny about it is, because Mike brought it up, it has the Miracle game in the big, big frame. And in the tiny, tiny right bottom corner is the Finland gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> because it's forgotten all the time. It's right there in the bottom right corner, tiny, tiny, tiny in the bottom. <laughs> and I always I, wondered why they were two different jerseys. It made no sense to me when I was younger. <laughs> I think they could have lost the gold medal game and Truly. it still would have been like the best uh, sporting event like of the, the century for uh, USR. It is well, a better story. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Well, it's because well, you persevered yeah. over the evil uh, USSR, like, basically. Exactly. Well, here's the, the funny part. Cold War and- mm-hmm. So, apparently, this is on the HBO documentary. There's an HBO documentary, which has anyone ever seen it? We talked about it throughout this run, it's a fantastic documentary. I think it's on HBO Max. It's an HBO documentary. It's about 45 minutes. It's a really good doc. But it's explained at the end, but after the Miracle Game, due to some weird thing with how the standings worked in the Olympics in 1980, I don't understand. I'm glad they don't do this anymore. Apparently, if Team USA didn't win the gold medal game, they wouldn't have won a medal for some reason. Because how the standings worked out, somehow or another, because even though they beat the Russians, they would have dropped down the fourth in the standings because they would have lost the game because of some tiebreakers and that kind of stuff. And they wouldn't have got a medal if they didn't win the game. Some weird thing. It was explained better in the HBO documentary, but it's like, what? That makes no sense to me. Like, at least get the silver. But apparently they wouldn't yeah. have medaled at all because apparently the uh, Russians ended up with the silver, even though what? they weren't in this game. It was a weird, weird situation. I don't understand it, but I looked it up. I was like, yeah, it says USA, gold, silver, Soviets. It makes no sense to me like, at any level. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you make bone? your life that hard? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird situation. But I'm happy that they, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if they won the game and they come back from behind and they still win the game. Uh, and by the way, some of this that earlier in the film, why they kept concentrating on Jim Craig's dad. They kept concentrating on his dad, the entire thing. And I kept saying, it's mainly because there's a picture of Jimmy Craig looking for his father on the ice in the gold medal game. And they had to pay that off in the movie. So they set up his entire storyline with his dad just because there's a photo of him looking for his dad in the crowd. They had to show that moment in the movie. So they did this entire great storyline for that moment. <laughs> writing. Yeah, it's brilliant writing because again, that's just something you just do because you have to go by the real world. 
and is a great pitcher. So why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then we have the gold medals. And so the importance here is that Mike Rizzoni wrote about this in his book. And he goes and says that he was give, they were given the medals. And then he got his. And then he goes and says, he looks around at them like, get up here. The podium's not meant for everybody. But for some reason, 20 men stood on a podium that maybe fit three people. There's no reason for that to work. There's no reason for it to make sense. But because Mike said, get up here, everyone fit on the podium. Which makes for a great moment. Which is why, um, I don't, was it 2002? They had the Miracle Team light the, um, light the torch at the Olympic Games in Salt Lake City. And they had Mike Ruzzioni and the 1980 Miracle Team. It was the only time they'd ever been together again was at the, at the 2002 Olympics when they lit lo- lo- the torch. And they did this exact moment like this and then lit the torch together. <laughs> Good, because it takes yeah. a team. It's not just the person who did the miracle shot. It's the entire team that got them there. Yeah. Exactly. That actually reminds me to switch sports just for a quick second on you. Go for uh, it. The All-American Girls Baseball League individual members are not recognized in the baseball hall of fame the league as a whole is and they were very specific about that because like the canadian baseball hall of fame or sports hall of fame whatever it is um has inducted individuals but they said for cooperstown they said no we just want to be the league like we want to be all represented together you know one person is not more important the important thing is that the league existed and we all played in it so like there's that. a, oh, that's cool. yeah, there's a roster with all their names in the years. They, there's a couple different things. I know somewhere there's a roster that has the names of everyone and they actually still put out a whole thing. So if for some reason you're listening to this and you know, a relative who played in the league, who's not on that list, let them know because they're still finding people who played for that league back in the forties and fifties. Just Aww. name didn't get written down somewhere so all of a sudden they'll find it was the it. 40s you know it happens it yeah, happens it, so exactly yeah. it's one of those things but the negro leagues and the women's leagues are really always like hey if you've got paperwork please let us see it <laughs> it's fair enough that is fair yeah. enough i mean a little bit different it, than this one which can be like recreated documentary style right? by disney <laughs> hey you know what though you gotta leave your own which works. And I applied that because we did that movie. So yeah. <laughs> is, for people wondering, that's why he was that dollar because she did yes. that movie. <laughs> but no, that's true though. It works though. Um, what's interesting is like for the Hockey Hall of Fame, a lot of times they'll, in, they'll randomly induct someone from like the Russian team from this time period. And then someone's asking like, who's the person? Look at the, oh, they're on that team, really? <laughs> they're, on the, they're on the team that the Miracle Team beat? Like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that happens a lot randomly in the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> the random stuff that goes on sometimes. Or, like, right, lately, what's been cool lately is, like, the last, like, few years, they've been inducting the women. The Team USA and Team Canada women that deserve it. From the 1998 Nago Games and things like that, they're finally getting their recognition. Finally. Which I'm yeah. so happy, like, like I like I remember I remember watching 1998 Nagano games. I had this massive crush on like Cameron Granado. So when she got into the Hall of Fame, I'm like, yay, awesome! She might know. Might know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So we'll fast. Quick dedication to the real Herb Brooks. We brought it up earlier, but I have to make it appear. He literally passed away as they were in principal photography. He never got to see the movie. He never thrown on a screen. 
But as they said in the credits, he lived it. <laughs> Which is great. But the cool part was he was on set for most of the filming. Mm. So there's a lot of pictures of him on set. And I know somewhere, I have to find this picture again. I know I've seen it. It's Herb and um, Kurt Russell together. Oh, wow. It's like one nice. picture I've ever seen. And it's a great picture. It's like, whoa. And it was in full Herb, Herb get up. Mm-hmm. So it was a really bizarre picture I remember seeing at the time. So it was like, wow. But yeah, he passed away. And I remember, I remember when he passed away, it was shocking. Like it was such a shocking thing because I got into a car accident and it came over the news. It came all over um, the NHL stuff. I'm like, wait, what happened? Like, her Brooke died? Didn't he just like coach the Olympic Games a couple of years ago? Like he was just coaching the talent thing too. I'm like, wait a minute. What? what? And it heard miracles coming out. And I knew that was coming out soon. I'm like, oh my God. It really sucks. <laughs> That's, I teared up a little bit this time watching this third period. Usually I basically ball the entire length of this clip. Um, but I was a little distracted this time because um, I, I use Tierney Steel professionally, but my last name is Callahan. And so I was like, wait, oh, Callahan, do I need to be going to get in a jersey of this? And so I was researching Jack O'Callahan which then made me look up the person who played Jack O'Callaghan, who has a very sad post-miracle story. And I was a military history major. So the fact that he joined the army and that's when things got worse. I was just like, I was spiraling deep diving into the story of what happened to him. And he, yeah, he passed away in uh, 2017. So it it kind mm -hmm. of took away from the emotional impact that I usually have here where I'm like, wait, what happened reading this? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I know that because um, I looked up back when they were doing the, we were, we were starting to go through players back when they were introducing themselves, back mm-hmm. when Herbert asked your players. And I got to him, like, I'm going to stop looking them up in the movie. I'm going to the movie, <laughs> I'll look everybody up. Like, I'm not doing any more of this. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. But at the end of the movie, we'll go through everybody, like we are now. As we get to the ending credits and i by the way i love the fact that they did this because they show you where everybody is mm-hmm. at the time of course it's 2004 things have changed since 2004 um so like jimmy craig he is listed as a motivational speaker i know i'm on the email list he is um he's founder of the gold medal strategy the marketing firm out of boston and i get emails from that marketing firm all the time even though i have no money and no way of investing in it whatsoever <laughs> 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 but I think because I'm a hockey, a hockey fan, I'm on this list for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I had gone down this rabbit hole reading about Vang uh, Didino going into the army and thinking about like, oh, this came out in 2004. It was so meaningful. Thinking about the contrast between the opening credits of this movie and the closing credits, right. which are seriously like, guys, it's 1980. Wait right here. Reagan will be right with you. Everything's going to be red, white, and blue from now on. And then I'm watching this and so many people are in real estate and like one guy works for Bear Stearns and I'm just like, oh, you 2004 babies don't know what's about to happen. You're like, brace yourself for four years, four years. Yeah. And then exactly. And then yes. cry a little bit. It's very, very true. Um, I just want, I do want to plug Mike Ruzioni came out with a book January, 2020, mm-hmm. right before the pandemic, literally right before the pandemic, because he had an entire tour. And they got canceled. <laughs> book signing tour got canceled because of the obviously because of the pandemic. Uh, it is a great read, by the way. It's a fantastic read. He does make fun of himself a lot by the end because he is known as the guy. The joke at the end is if you see Michael Rizzoni somewhere at a signing, how much does he get paid to be there? Because <laughs> he didn't do anything for free. He never does anything yep. for free. Like, ever. So 
Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Ron McClanahan, which I don't really have a lot of notes on him because he didn't, there's not a whole lot going on with a lot of these players because, like, a lot of players, they went into the NHL and they didn't do a whole lot. Or they, they played a few years. Like, Jimmy Craig played for Atlanta. The Atlanta Flames, the Boston Bruins, and the Minnesota Minnesota didn't win anything. Like, it's one of those things where it's like a lot, a lot of these players did much at the time. Um, throw out their... They're boomers, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, for instance, like, a Dave Christian, his dad played on the 1960 team. Mm. So he got, they both got medals in the two-time USA one hockey game. They both got medals, which is crazy. That's, that's, that's a really that's, crazy That's ironic, game. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those legacy moments. Like, oh, okay. Um, but then you have, like, Neil Bryan, who I know Neil Bryan. Like yep. Neil Bryan. <laughs> Neil Bryan, he played all over the league, but he played 1995 for the Devils and scored the company goal for the Devils in 1995. <laughs> so that's how I know Neil Bryan. He played the fourth movie and became a fan of this team. I knew Neil Bryan from then. So I had no clue <laughs> that he was part of this at the time. So like, there's a lot of these players. And I'm trying to remember what player it was that went on and won the cup with the Islanders the same year. Like, what with the Islanders, like, right after this? <laughs> I'm just trying to find it on the note, yeah. on notes here, but I just can't think of who it was. But there's one player that left his team, got drafted by the Islanders, got signed by the Islanders, and then won the cup literally four months later. And was all part of the entire Islander dynasty. Uh, that, like, th- <laughs> that three-peat The four-peat. The four-peat. The four-peat. The four-peat. That was a good year for him. <laughs> yeah, that's a great year. Like, yeah, yeah, it was one of those things where until... I think until Dominic Hasek, he was the only player to win a gold medal in a Stanley Cup in the same year. Wow. Until Dominic Hasek did 1990 and, and like, medal, either medaled or like something like that. It was something ridiculous like that. Oh, it was 2002. Dominic Hasek won the gold medal and then won the Stanley Cup with Detroit. Yeah. So <laughs> it was something like that. It was some ridiculous stat like that. Like, yeah. like really? Because like, that, that was the league has players in the Olympics. Yeah. These stats are a little bit more ridiculous. And I forget um, who one of them was involved in getting Minnesota Wild set up. Why am I blanking yes. on which one it was now? I, I know you're talking about. It. I can't think of his name off the top of my head either. Oh, by the way, Mike, you'll laugh at this one. Um, Steve Janisak played for the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know why that's funny, Colorado Rockies turned into the Devils a year after that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. They moved that's to funny. New Jersey <laughs> a year after Janisak mm-hmm. left the team. <laughs> What's funny is he was backing up one Chico Rush. In Colorado. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the little names you find out when you go into these rosters, like, oh, he backed up Chico Resch, who is who was actually with the devil when they moved to cover Colorado to New Jersey. And now he's a color comment. He was he's now the radio color commentary team for the Devils. Legendary names out there in New Jersey. Well, it's weird, weird small t- history thing. So the, the connections. Oh, Ken Marrow. That's who okay. I was thinking of. Ken Marrow went from playing this team and then went to the Islanders and won four cups. <laughs> Which is crazy. So that's where we have this. By the way, I do shout out the song of first Aerosmith, Dream On, which is the song that's been closing out this entire season. Because when I was figuring out the music for this show, I'm like, it has to end with Dream On. I don't know how I'm going to open the show yet. Yeah. The closing song has to be Dream On. <laughs> <laughs> there really was no other way of putting it. Um, by the way, it is, I am laughing at the fact that I'm seeing, as we're going through, it says banking and salesmen and <laughs> all these random jobs. That yeah, go, it just like hurts. Anything. You're like, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, at least the people that stayed in hockey 
like Ken Merrill stayed with the Islanders. He still works with the Islanders now. There's a couple of players that are still a couple of these players that are still in the hockey world now. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's, at least that's good. Bunch and of people I, who went college. Someone was a women's team. Women's yes. college, maybe. I, can't I, I, I have that in my notes from a different. I'm so episode. sorry, they're all that. blurring together now. No, but... don't worry about it. I have it in my notes. Actually, I remember talking about that in a previous episode. Let me just find my notes for that episode. Yeah. But no, there was also one that like he went to Pittsburgh and he won some cups in Pittsburgh in the nineties, in the office, in the office with Pittsburgh and like helped build the 92, 91, 92 Pittsburgh Penguins. Worked for the Penguins. I wonder if he would have started by then. Oh man, now I wonder if he like knew someone. <laughs> Although this is also the person that hooked it up. My husband and this friend have a picture of them with Bobby Ord. I'm just like, it looks fake. Like, I can't, I, I know you're okay, telling look, me you remember this moment, but it looks like you Photoshopped this. As I looked up my notes real fast, it was Ralph Cox that won two family cups as a scout for the Pittsburgh Penguins in 91-92. He did that. And I know it's in my notes. The, yeah, so that's um, Mark Johnson. He is, he's the one that now works for, um, works for college ho- women's hockey. I forgot, I mean, Minnesota. He does, oh no, sorry, not him. He is, um, jo- sorry, I got it right here. I'm sorry, my, my brain is tired. It's been a long season. For those who think it's been a long season. John Harrington, he is the, currently the head coach of the Minnesota State University Minnesota. Mavericks. So there it is. I knew it was in my notes somewhere. <laughs> it was there. Because I had a lot, I was looking up a lot of these players. I was like, no NHL experience, but played for the Milwaukee Admirals back when they were an IHL team. Like it was just random yeah. stuff that I was finding. It was funny for me because I'm a Milwaukee Admirals fan here as an AHL team. So like, <laughs> but I get, I guess that like it leads to more of the allure of the miracle. Like these people didn't do anything else after. Like most of them. Like yeah, they're they're in the in the streams of of NHL somehow. Maybe not all of them played, but were part of it um, in spirit too. It's like the real miracle is these people who had no, like, like professional hockey experience, like came together and did the impossible. And then afterwards went on to real, like everyday lives. They didn't have to be hockey players anymore. If they didn't want to, like you, you broke the mold and that's it. That's all you had to do. It's true, and it, and you have and you have your legacy. Your legacy is mm-hmm. permanent. There is no more. You don't have to do anything else for the rest of your hockey life because you're part of the biggest legacy you can ever make. <laughs> now I'm a true child of the late Cold War era, so once the miracle happened, I stopped caring at all. Did we? <laughs> did the Soviets ever like come back from? The, like no one talks about the what happened to the Soviet hockey team and their reputation after this. Well, I know when it didn't, I don't remember what book I was listening to, because again, a lot of hockey books during the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> one of them said when they'd been back to Russia, they apparently they, they accidentally up, they aired the game obviously alive, but they did, they never, they didn't talk about it out there. It was never brought up. And at one point, it got brought, it went to, uh, I forgot who was in charge at the time in the Soviet Union. I can't think of the government people right now. But apparently, they, went, they got, went to the head of the government in the Soviet and they said, they got lucky. Don't let it ever happen again. Don't ever let it happen again. <laughs> so that's the story on their point of view. I forgot where I read. Again, a, lot of, a lot of coverage from this game that I've listened to and watched. I don't remember exactly where I read that. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
And did it revolutionize like U.S. hockey? Like, was everyone yes. like, "Herb yes. was a genius. Let's all <laughs> do this." <laughs> okay, okay. So it's interesting. There are two games that always get brought up, and there's two hockey games in USA history that always get brought up by the youth. Going into the '90s, it was this game. It was this team. This revitalized USA hockey. Hockey numbers went up. Everything went up. For this generation, it's the 1996 World Cup mm. when Team USA beat Canada. In I was just about to say that. Yes, there you go. Thank you. I was literally just about to say that it, it, instead of the big bad being Russia moving forward, the big bad was like, we have to beat Canada, even though we're friends and allies, right? It <laughs> well, was that's, just the whole, like, that's the whole women's hockey feud. Is USA yeah, Canada. Oh my God. It's, the ho- it's the hockey mm. feud of like, Canada is always supposed to be better at Because it's hockey, eh? Like, they're so much better at us. And like so many Canadians come over and are a part of the NHL, Right. So it's like, right. in my mind, when you were saying that, I was like, no, 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 it's Canada now. <laughs> it's literally like, that's what I like. I that whole game ever... changed it to me. Has anyone ever seen the 96 final game? And I know, I don't even sound like you should have seen this game. The 96 game, it was one of the best hockey games I've ever seen. Because it was 2-1 Canada going into the third. Team USA won that game 5-2. to two. On four it's goals. just a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy game. Well, and we even after that. It. It's crazy. It's a crazy game. But the thing that this game was, they scored all those goals in the last like three minutes and 41 seconds of the game. It was unbelievable watching that game live. Like it was insane. Good, Johnny. Back to you. Well, like even after that, it's like, uh, I think it was like in the early 2000s or something, there was another like really big Canadian US mashup game in the Olympics. Like, really, oh, the gold like, medal moving... game. The gold medal game. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, it was yes, the one yes. in Canada. Yes. Yes. So, like, the big, it was big moving forward. I couldn't, because again, like, all the Olympics, like, no, I remember were it. thrown off. I remember it. That was the one where Canada won the gold medal on home soil. Yeah. After the first time they won a gold medal oh, in like 50 years, and it went to overtime because yeah. Zach Parise. It was crazy hell. Tie the game was like 19 seconds plus. I don't yeah. that game. <laughs> so it's like, so to me, it's like no longer is Russia that power that like we have to worry about. It's always mm-hmm. Canada. I don't know. But they're not very good in the NHL at all. But like, <laughs> well, I was born in the 80s, so I will always root against the Russians. Like, there's no, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Doesn't matter like... <laughs> what we're doing, hockey, war, that's fine. Uh, yeah. No, my favorite, I'm looking up because I'm trying to remember there are a couple professional or whatever we're doing with women's hockey these days. There's um, a couple where, um, they're they're married and one plays for Canada in international events and one plays yes. for America and it's so cute. They try. Really talking about it. I can't think. Of, I can't think of what you're talking about. It's my favorite <laughs> thing ever. I know oh, exactly because there was an article that came out about them like in the last like few years or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, but like USA, but like also like this, this is, is really cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man what's funny Joni you say that to USA Team Canada rivalry I, the last Olympics Winter Olympics they had the USA Canada women's game that turned out to be it went to overtime and it was like this epic gold medal game that went down in history and I remember DVR because the game started at like 10pm and I'm like I'm not staying up for this I cannot oh, stay up for this I work <laughs> the next day so I cannot stay up for this so I'm, I'm watching the game the next day and I'm watching this game like this is going to overtime <laughs> Oh shit, this is gonna keep going. Like, oh my god, this is a great game. This is amazing. And the USA won the game. But it was still one of the great games. Yep. Like, they always have a great history. Well, now we have, have a, we have yeah. stuff to look forward to in February. 
Then... Yeah, so when people are hearing this, we're going to be in the Olympics. People hear this. And yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, and I will probably be sleeping because I am descended from Slovakians. And so I always root for Slovakia. And I remember being up at like 4 a.m. and watching them lose the medal game. Aww. So they got fourth. And it was just like, I'm so tired. I have to be at work in like three hours. I don't remember what time. It was like, I have to be at work so soon. And they didn't even win a medal. Oh, but it so was important mad. as you supported them. Yeah. Exactly. And this Good. is also, I'm a Bruins fan, Chara, Slovakia. It was a whole thing. So, yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that with the Olympics this year, because obviously we're, air, we're recording way before mm-hmm. the Olympics. And we're, this is going to be the first time the Winter Olympics on Peacock. So all the yep. games will be available to watch anytime you want to watch these games. And hopefully Peacock fixed them during the Summer Olympics because yeah, they were like, also I, during the Summer Olympics. I need to watch them when they happen because I don't want internet That's spoilers. There. That's Peacock's mm. there for. That's Peacock's there for. Everything's going to be live this time around. Because nice. I've been at work, I've been at work <laughs> and missed uh, Islanders games already. And because I follow them on everything else, I like open my social media and the first thing that pops up and I'm like, I was going to watch that game when I got home, but I guess I won't now. Oh. <laughs> Uh, trust me, I understand that. I understand that oh. completely. <laughs> I know that feel. Well, what's fun for me now is I have a job where I'm flexible, so I can actually keep track of all the games this time. But I've changed my job yeah. since the last Olympic Games, so I have a lot more flexibility to watch it. <laughs> and I really, I was joking with my boss. I'm like, so come to the Olympics. <laughs> like I'm gonna be in my. Well, they laughed at me. I'm like. You think I'm joking? <laughs> you think I'm joking? <laughs> like, I'm gonna plan my routes around Olympic Games. Like, that's how it's gonna be. In <laughs> well, I'm taking a vacation actually in the middle of the Olympics anyway. I'm taking a vacation, so this is gonna be different because me and really my wife plan. are doing a well, no, no, me and my wife, me and Mandy are doing a getaway for our uh, anniversary oh. right in the middle of the Olympics. Getaway, so, like, aka for you to watch hockey. <laughs> no, yeah. getaway as in we're going to like the Dells and having fun away from the kid for four days. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're single, please think about your hobbies before you pick a wedding date. Because <laughs> I know people who are baseball beat writers who got married in October and they were oh, just like, no. what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, see my, my wedding anniversary is in February. So it's right in the middle of the season. So it's not that big of a deal. And like during the Olympics, we watch them like in the room. Like all the time we'll watch I mean, anniversaries. We'll watch the Olympics while we're doing we're like hanging out like because we can so like it's different (laughs) so i feel that i feel that all right that being said (laughs) let's let's wrap up here because we've got an hour and that's great let's wrap up with do plugs let's go around the horn mike you're with me so i don't have to worry about plugs for you because you're on with the south he's amazing that's my plug mike doesn't do podcast he comes on our show (laughs) i'll do my plug at the end i'll go to Joni first, because Terry's always with me, so I'll go to Joni first. Joni, plug her All up. right. Hello <laughs> again. Um, I am from Austin Powers Minute, so you can search the internet for Austin Powers Minute. We have a Twitter. I don't have an Instagram. I don't know. That's not for me for that one. Um, but I do have a Facebook group. You can join the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club if you want, which is our private group. And then um, you could, I'm, I'm peppered throughout guesting all over the MXM community. So like, go check out the other, um, podcasts because who knows, I might show up there. This is very, very true. Actually, Tierney, go. Uh, the best way to find me is one steel sister. O N E S T E E L E S I S T E R. That's my Twitter and Instagram handle. And if you add a .com at the end, that's my website, which has links to my guesting and to my 
uh, and to my show. So like I did a podcast on close encounters, but it's called this means something. So if you're having trouble finding something, look there. And that's also where my summer podcast show up. We just finished. Well, not when you're listening to this, we didn't just finish <laughs> last year. We did American graffiti this coming summer. We're doing the sand lot. So we're going back to baseball. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you follow multiple sports like me, you can come on over there. <laughs> yes. I I'm excited for the same lot. Not gonna lie. I'm excited for that. <laughs> um, so as for me, obviously the Blake South show every step Friday, we don't miss a week when you hear this is actually going up on a Friday. So go look at that right after looking at this. So click us outro.com. Um, this is the last episode of the season here on this season on Entertainment Apex. Um, I'm moving on to another project. I'm going to be going over to back to Clerks Minute. And we are doing Jay and Salabah reboot over on Clerks Minute coming out later this year. I don't have a date set yet, but I'm going to try to get the season going before Clerks 3 comes out. So go resubscribe to Clerks Minute and you will hear that in a couple of months as that comes back up and running. I'm excited to bring that back before Clerks 3 comes out later this year. As for this podcast, I'm jumping back to musicals. The first musical, movie in here is musical, so I'm jumping back to musicals. And my plan, my next movie in this friend, in this podcast, Entertainment will be Hairspray. And I'll be doing Hairspray beat by beat, as my wife suggested the title for so that'll be the next movie on this. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Probably will be at the end of the year, beginning of next year. But that'll be the next one on this side of the coin. So look for Hairspray Beat by Beat. That's going to be the next thing on the Entertainment Apex side of my schedule. All right, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for joining me for this episode. Thank you so much, you guys. This is awesome. This was a lot of fun today. The mega team right here. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Dream team. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yes, and... For everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to this episode and this season, and we'll see you next time. Have a good day, everybody. Dream.